You're listening to the Redcliffe Marketing Show. G'day folks, it's Mick Cullen. I'm here with uh, Brad Flynn. Brad's a local uh, business coach and he's under the uh, Action Coach umbrella. So Brad, I might get you to talk a bit about that. But ideally, yeah, we're going to cover for the next sort of 25 or 30 minutes, however long we sort of run out of steam for. <laughs> and uh, yeah, really sort of focusing on small business marketing and, and kind of actionable steps uh, and, and mindsets, I guess, that you can take away from this. So yep. uh, Brad, look, thanks for giving me time to come in and chat today. All right, yeah, thanks for having me along, Mick. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's start right at the, back, the beginning and set some context then. So... You know, what is a business coach and what is action coach and sort of how did you get involved in that side of things? Yeah, okay. So look, first of all, a business coach is, it's a lot like the name suggests when you think about a coach. A coach is, a, you can think of it a bus or whatever, is to get you from one point to the next. So essentially that's our job is to help a business owner get from where they currently are to where they would like to, to get to. And generally the people that I work with, are usually they're in pain. They're in pain for two reasons. They're in pain because they're going out the back door and they don't know what to do or they're in pain with their business, they've gotten to such a level that they want to grow to the next level, but they don't know how to get there. So I help them get from where they are to where they want to get to. Well, I imagine a big part of that is accountability, because I'm thinking, and again, you know, we try and put the whole coaching back into athletics or things like that, where it's you've got to turn up because the coach is there waiting for you, yeah. and you're going to get a slap on the wrist if you don't do your, your practice right type mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know, is that a, a big part? Big time, yeah. I would say probably 60% of the process is about accountability. And, you know, the sports analogy is a great one. Having someone there who's who's sort of pushing you to do the things that you wouldn't normally do, and they're, they're watching you, um, you know, can't see the forest for the trees. They're, they're, they're above you and can see the, the things that you're doing that you may not be able to see. So there's three elements. There's accountability, there's education, and then there's some motivation, inspiration as, as well, I guess, yeah, for, sure. for times when people are struggling and, come on, we've got to get out there and get at it. So, um, yeah, they'd be the three things that... All right, and Action Coach then, how's that sort of fitting? Yeah, Action Coach um, was started uh, about 22 years ago here in Brisbane by a guy called Brad Sugars. He um, started out of his uh, mum and dad's granny flat out the back down in Sunnybank. And um, Brad's a pretty driven sort of guy, he's an accountant by background, but he soon realised that he'd rather count his own money than somebody else's. And uh, from there he went on to, did a bunch of learning about different businesses and what was what made successful businesses successful? And he went out to test his ideas, and and um, went from there to onto Action Coach. But it's interesting when he first started, it was a, a, an educational business, so he used to run seminars all the time. But what he found was that he had all the information that people needed. He'd do a seminar, teach it to them, and then they'd do nothing with it. Yeah. And that's kind of how the coaching model came out. And Brad, he he pretty much pioneered the, the business coaching side of things because he could see that people the education was great but unless they had some of that accountability there was no actual work getting done and that they weren't growing and getting to where they wanted to get to so um, he went on then to sort of systemize the business turn into a franchise and uh, we're now I think we're up to about 51 countries globally um, all over the world you know right through Europe um, through uh, Asia Pacific um, and we're even in China these days, and India. So yeah. it's uh, apparently we put on a, a coach every week in China. It's that's how fast it's growing in China. And being a franchise model, like each individual coach is almost like its own individual small business. So that's you're right. doing all the same, like all the same marketing, all the same things you're working with other people. You're doing as your own individual franchise. Exactly. We have to eat our own dog food. Essentially, <laughs> is one way to put it. Where um, we're, we're business owners as well, so we don't get any handouts or anything like that. So the stuff we teach, we're doing it ourselves. So uh, okay. yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, just so we know your background, so mm. where you come from. So yeah, yeah quickly, yeah, can you give us how you ended up here today? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, my uh, experience with Action Coach started about 12 years ago. Um, I saw Brad Sugar speak probably, it was about 12 years ago, and I um, decided to, to go into my own business not long after that, and pretty much I sucked at it. I was really, really like a lot of small business owners, working my backside off, getting nowhere, and I had a struggling relationship, health wasn't so good and the rest of it. And I decided to get coached, and uh, I did some work with Brad Sugars himself at the time, uh, as well as my other coach who sort of helped me get there. And and uh, as a result, my business that I had at the time was a gym in Sydney that uh, I built it up, and I sold it for about double what I paid for it, all in the space of about eighteen months with my coaching work. So, yep. um, out of that, I realised that uh, this gym business isn't for me, um, and I kind of really had a, a resonated with the whole education and coaching thing and, and from there went on to uh, to get into the coaching game and, and since then I've been privileged enough to work with literally hundreds of businesses, probably spoken to thousands of them in my time I guess, but working one-on-one or with group seminars in the hundreds um, and just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to sort of take a, a struggling business from, um, you know, really questioning why they're in business to, to such a point where one of my clients recently, they finished coaching with me because they now do a, a six-figure profit every quarter as well as their wages and they don't actually have to go to work if they don't want to. So that's that's the, the end game for what, what I help people to yep. achieve. So, yeah. All right, let's get stuck into the marketing side of things then. Mm. What? When you take a you know a ten thousand foot view, or even say of a, a small business, and look down, what, where do you see marketing fit in? Like, what are the big chunks in a business, mm-hmm. and how's marketing sort of relate to that? Yeah, I guess for a lot of small business owners, they find marketing really quite confusing and overwhelming because they they know they've got to do it, but they don't really know where to start or how to do it or what they're trying to achieve a lot of the time. So, um, I guess. I start off with with my clients by explaining to them that marketing is is basically it's a matching process. You've got a product or service that you're really good at that is a, a makes good profit for you. Marketing is about matching that what you do into the marketplace and and putting the messages in the right place rather than what I call spray and pray, which is you know blast it out to everybody, sit back and keep your fingers crossed and hope that something works. It's about being really specific about who your ideal client is. Um, so, and even to the point of having a, a, an idea of what your end game is with your marketing, because again, a lot of people dive into some sort of marketing without really considering what their outcomes are that they want to get. So, being really clear on you know how many new clients do you want to generate from your marketing this year? Um, what about your existing clients? Because a lot of people think that marketing is all about just getting new clients, whereas our definition of marketing is it starts well before the first purchase and finishes well after the last purchase. So marketing is also about educating the existing customers that you have and helping them to stay longer. So having clear outcomes and then working on, you know, where are we going to go fishing? Marketing's a lot like fishing. If, if you talk to a good fisherman, and uh, one of my clients, he's a, he loves his fishing, and, and I said to him when he first started with me, I said, when you go fishing, do you pretty much know what fish you're going to catch when you go out? And he says, yeah, I sort of plan it that way. And he says, I know what bait, what tide, what moon, what hook, what sinker, what everything involved to get that particular fish. And marketing for small businesses is a lot like that, is being really clear on who you want to catch, how many of them you want to catch, and then it's a matter of taking your particular uh, product or services that you're unique in or you're really good at 
and then putting that message in front of the right people within the marketplace. Okay, and I guess then to the terminology here then, so what's the difference between marketing, sales and advertising? What, what are those sort of different buckets and how they relate? Yep, that's a, that's a good question. Um, marketing, as I said, is about fundamentally, initially, getting one of your target markets to respond. So actually, you do some form of marketing and they put their hand up. All right, they say, yes, I'm interested in your product or service. From that point, you go into advertise, uh, sorry, into sales. So now we've got someone who's interested in your product or service. Now it's our goal to convert them into a regular buying customer from us. Advertising, and that advertising kind of um, falls under the marketing banner, I guess, is a, a way to get someone to raise their hand. So, uh, and then also, as I said, marketing, just because they've bought from you once, then they make that transition from a prospect into an actual customer, and then beyond that point there, we're marketing to them to keep them educated about what we do, how we grow and change our business, and to make sure they keep coming back. So, well, with the, the businesses you see, and because you get to see you know, different areas and, and you sort of be able to generalise for a small business owner, what are the, the hard parts about marketing, or what do they do poorly? Uh, like where do they struggle mm. most when you, when you first see things? Yep, yep. I think it comes back to the spray and pray thing. They're just trying stuff, you know. They get approached by the local newspaper to put adverts in it. They get approached by the, the company's got bus adverts on them. You know, there's Google AdWords coming and knocking on their door all the time. And they're really flying blind. They're just going to try something. And I have a simple saying about marketing is you don't have to be a marketing guru, you have to be a test and measure guru. So if if you're going to do some marketing, make sure that you can measure the impact of it. So you need to be able to measure if it works or not. Uh, I can't remember there was an ad executive back in the 50s or somewhere there said that um, the thing with marketing is 50% of it works and 50% of it doesn't work, but you're just never sure which 50% it is. Now... To be blunt, in this day and age, that's just utter BS. With that much digital technology we have out there now, you need to be able to measure the results of your marketing to know that it's working or not. So that would be the first thing. People just well, before, you, before you leave that then, so folks have got something they can actually action on. So mm-hmm. what are the types of things you can measure? So yep. uh, it's obviously coupon codes or you know, asking how do you find us and things like that. But yep. yeah, so. They're the main ones. Anytime you get a new... Uh, prospect raise their hand you must if they if it's a face-to-face thing or a phone call or an email you must ask them how did they hear about you you know whether it was a google or a friend like as in a referral or a newspaper ad or whatever it is every single new person that contacts your business in any way shape or form you must ask them if you've got different digital strategies if you're using facebook and those sorts of things and you're getting someone to actually give you their email details then you know whether they've come from as well so you need to be able to analyse that as well and make sure that you can understand where your prospects are coming from, whatever it is that they're, they're doing to get to you. Bro, how do you, like, <clears throat> and I'm just thinking, maybe it could be a leading question here, but as far as actually embedding that it is a system in the business rather than saying, okay, that's a good idea, I'll do that once or twice and then sort of forget falling over, is there, like, do you have, like, a little sales script for the phone? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to have, by the phone, if, it's a, if most of your leads come in via the phone, sitting right by the phone, you've got to have a tally sheet. Um, the old-fashioned gatepost, four strokes and a line through it type scenario, um, making sure that you've got the different ways that people hear about you. So if you know if someone walks past your business, if it was a referral, whatever it is down the left-hand side, and then along the top of the, the table you have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So 
And as people ring in, so if it's Tuesday, someone walks in, the first thing, once you've had a bit of a chat to them and you say to them is, oh, by the way, how did you hear about us? It has to be an integral part of your business. So with the clients that I work with, when they first get started, that's one of the accountabilities. They've got to send me at the end of every week their test and measure sheet so that I can check on what's working and what's not working. And now it's funny because a lot of the times when people do this, they think that their advertising works brilliant. And, um, you know, one of my clients was doing a lot of money in a particular newspaper and discovered that we weren't getting any leads from it, even to the extent that um, he hadn't had any leads from it. And they were really good with their testing and measuring. They just weren't checking it. So he was kind of flushing a whole heap of money down the down the toilet without any getting return on it. So, yeah. Well, I took it off track then. So we were basically talking about the challenges for small business making. So the first one was, you know, test and measure. Yep, yep. I guess the next one then is uh, if you are going to do some marketing, what I see most business owners do is the standard name, rank, serial number type advert, which, you know, back in the sort of the, when they first had newspapers was really good because we didn't have a whole bunch of marketing messages. If you needed a blacksmith, you'd probably get out the newspaper and look up blacksmith and that was it. These days, it's a very different ball game. We're bombarded with, you know, this mix better than I would, something like 15,000 marketing messages a day. Yeah, a few. By the time you include radio ads and billboards and yeah. things you go to, yeah. It's crazy. So your adverts or any type of marketing, you need to be able to stand out. The old name rank serial number just won't cut it anymore, and particularly in today's day and age. Um, you've got to be able to get the attention of whoever it is that you, you're looking to get for your ideal customers. So... And having a reason for them to call you, because with 15,000 marketing messages coming at you a day, if you don't stand out and give someone a compelling reason to pick up the phone, log on to your website or something like that, and something that's truly valuable to them, they're just not going to act. So that'd be the second thing is that they don't have a compelling reason for someone to give them a call. Okay, and we're going to oversimplify here, but listing in those two points is one, I guess, being noted, and I guess our scenario here is a you need to write a newspaper ad for your business for tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, most people will have like a big logo at the top, their name <laughs> of the business and all that sort of stuff, yep. and then a list of the 20 services dot pointed that they provide, yep. and then a, a, just a, a number at the bottom. Yep. So, two things then. So, let's look at the you know, top, of the, top of the ad, and around the text around the phone number. Yep. So top of the ad then, instead of a business name, what's your suggestion? Well, even before we get to that stage, you've got to be clear on that the newspaper is the right thing for you. So um, I'd be asking your existing clients, you know, do you read the XYZ newspaper and do you ever actually respond to any of the ads in it? So that would be the first thing to check, particularly your better customers. So let's assume that we've, we've got enough of an indication from our existing customers that, hey, yes, I do actually respond to the local newspaper. So then your advertising is about the heading, it, and I use the analogy as you're reading a newspaper and looking at the different articles, how do you choose which article you're going to read? And most people will say things like, well, it's the headline, and that's exactly how it works for advertising. So you've got to have something that gets your ideal target markets, uh, ideal target markets um, attention. So let's say, let's say you're a motor mechanic and you're looking for Toyota drivers. So if you own a Toyota and you're reading the paper and you see a sign that says "Attention Toyota Car Owners" or something like that, immediately your eye is going to be drawn to it because it's something you're emotional about. You actually own a Toyota, so it gets your attention. Then as you go through the ad, it's about not so much 
your list of products and services. If you're a mechanic, people are going to fundamentally understand all the things that you do, but what's in it for the person reading it? It's about how can you help them rather than here we are, aren't we good, here's a list of things that we do that um, you know, kind of is all that most businesses usually have. It's got to be about what is going to get the reader's attention. And at the bottom of the ad, always make sure that the phone number is really big and wide. Don't worry too much about your business name. We have a simple saying, um, the only person who cares about your business name is you and your mum. So uh, don't get too carried away with your business name, but make sure that you've got the phone number clear and also an offer, something that is going to get someone to pick the phone up. So let's say uh, you're a mechanic and for this month only we're going to be doing wheel alignments as part of a service, save $49 or whatever it is. So when you do something like that, people immediately will picture the $49 or probably a $50 note in their mind, and they will probably more than likely be working out, hmm, I just saved $50, what can I go and spend that on? Great. I've only got to the end of the month, better ring up and book now. Sure. <coughs> so, so a bit of a, it's an urgency, or scarcity thing there as well. Scarcity. Something that's compelling and is usually has got a limit on it. So only five available, or first three to call, or by the end of the month. Something that puts a, a finite... Um, definition on that availability. Okay, because yeah, I see a bit of a scale. Like sometimes it's just a phone number. Sometimes it will call, say, call now number, and then the next one up, I guess, is you know, call now number and ask for yep. such and such. It's like or know, mention this ad. Yeah, yep. And that's the thing with with this advertising. Only have that offer displayed in that one place because if you put it across all your different advertising mediums, you can't work out which one works. So they'll ring up and say, oh, hey, I saw that I'm ringing about the offer in the, the whatever it is. Well, you should ask them, but generally try and have a different offer for different marketing mediums to make it easier to work out which one's yeah, working. sure where it came from. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, I don't know if we'll get back to the original question, but you brought up there about the fact that no one sort of cares too much about your business name. You know, it's, it's the problem you solve for them. We're all focused about what's in it for me yep. uh, type thing. So let's talk about, uh, I guess, direct response first branding. Um, mm. Because I've had a couple of conversations with people who say, you know, when they think of this category in the local area, I want them to immediately think of me. And the conversation's been around, okay, but that's going to be quite expensive versus maybe... You know, do you want to sort of describe direct yeah. response? I think um, it depends on what it is that your business, your product or service is. If you've got a business that has an immediate response where... You know, like a plumber who you got a block drain and you need it now, then I think that instant response advertising is more relevant. If you've got a product or service that is going to take a bit more time and is generally going to have a higher level of investment, I find there's going to be some education that needs to take place to your target market. So. Um, there's a statistic, and I can't remember what it was, it's uh, people make their purchases on the 5th to 12th, 80% of people make a purchase on the 5th to 12th contact. This is really relevant if you've got a higher dollar value type product or service. So you've got to be constantly making contact with them in some shape or form before they're actually ready to actually to make a purchase from you. So that's more when branding comes in. Yep. Um, over time, they'll start to know you. But even with the branding, you've always got to have an offer there available because you never know when they're going to make that decision. They might be dealing, let's say we're, we're dealing with uh, an electrician and the last time you dealt with an electrician, he gave you a, a bad experience. So they've gone, uh, too bad for him, I'm going to go somewhere else and you need to be front of their mind when they actually make that decision. So branding is more about the longer term education in my perspective and making them aware that you're there. 
Whereas if you've got a shorter term response time, I guess, that's more direct response advertising. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, again, the ways I've heard is direct response is like direct response is fails if, if, if they don't actually put their hand up or yep. they don't take an action, yep. then that's failed for that, for what you're looking for. Because yep. you drive past like a bus sign here at the front mm-hmm. of the cliff and it's got like the, the sign for the Commonwealth Bank. It's just like a big diamond saying can and the Commonwealth Bank down the bottom. There's yep. no ask, there's nothing. Yep. And that kind of works for Pepsi and Coke and, and Commonwealth Banks and things like that. But yep. um, if you're a small business trying to replicate oh, yeah. that, no. it's it's a, a quick way to, to blow through your budget. In that particular thing, yeah, definitely. And the marketing, I guess, comes back to that education thing, getting someone's details and just regularly sending them information of value. So it's it's not about um, getting your name out there. And that would be one of the biggest myths I see in, in advertising is, and I hear so many small business owners say, oh, I just got to get my name out there. It doesn't work like that. Getting your name out there is just a way for advertising companies to make some money out of you. So, yeah. All right, so let's... I guess wrap that up there and bring it back to some actionable things folks can do. So we've talked about, you know, one straight away a pad next to your to your phone and be able to have a couple of columns there and, and at least want to track, mm-hmm. you know, start tracking where things are coming from. Yep. Um, some mindset things of that not everyone out there is going to be a customer. Only a tiny fraction of the people you drive past on the road yes. or read the paper or whatever yep. is only a tiny fraction of people ever, ever going to buy off you. Yep. Um, and so your marketing has to be kind of talking to that Toyota owner or that person that you want to deal with. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk about that then. So for a mechanic, you know, they can obviously deal with Toyotas, Saabs, all that sort of stuff. So they could have several different brands. Yep. Um, so would they be better off, I don't know, this question, would they be better off running two separate ads maybe for two different brands of cars? Yes. Or try and hit up the, the aim for everything? Yeah, and, and like I said, you don't need to be a, a marketing guru, but you need to be a test and measure guru. So... You know, the fact is that 80% of your marketing campaigns probably won't work. So making trying a bunch of different things to find out what does work for you is the only real way. There's no magic silver bullet answers for anyone. Um, as much as people will tell you that, you know, advertising people will say, oh, yeah, we're a surefire thing, a couple of questions to ask them is do they guarantee their results? Can I speak to someone who is using your advertising and is getting great results? Um, and also, you know, tell me a bit more about what the likelihood of response is I'm going to get from this advert. And most of the time they'll, they'll fluff away from it and won't be able to answer it. So um, coming back to getting clear on... The, the fundamental thing is be clear on who you want to get. You know, one of my clients, it can be as simple as this particular client, They had we'd been through a, an exercise to work out who their ideal clients were and we had a list of business names and they were at a shopping centre on the weekend and saw a, a vehicle from this company all signed up and so forth, and they went over and put a business card under the windscreen. Monday came, they got a request to do a quotation for 30 grand, and they had the, the job by the end of the week. So you don't always have to have big flash advertising and um, you know heaps of um, Google AdWords or, or websites. It depends on what your market's looking for. So that's one of the big myths I see with... Everybody thinks these days you kind of do need to have a website, but it depends on what your target market, how they find you. You know, if they don't look for your product or services on the web, then yeah, maybe you don't need to spend too much on your on your actual website. Yep. So yeah. So if we were to look at um, you know a couple of different examples of, of effective marketing that I've seen with with my clients and in the marketplace in general, it comes back to I guess how quickly someone needs the product or service. So like for a, uh, use an example, I've got uh, one of my plumbing companies do a lot of yellow pages advertising because 
by the time if someone's using yellow pages, they're pretty much going to buy. You know, they're not usually doing their research. They're they're generally ready to buy. So they put a lot of investment into getting at the top of the yellow pages ranking. Um, so that's a that's a short term turnaround type scenario, I guess. Then you go to something like um, you know maybe uh, more construction industry type things where they're not necessarily going to be responding to an advert. That's probably going to be more about relationship building, which is even that's that's marketing as well, where you've got to find out who the decision maker is, make contact with them, and just subtly but genuinely add authentic value in your communication with them so that they can see that you're you know you're an expert in what you do um and i guess for something more medium term um something that's a little bit quicker probably even something like if you've got workshops that you can put on um again this is a really good way to get your target market to come in and learn more about you um your target market's never going to buy from you unless they know who you are, like you, and they trust you. So workshops and those sorts of things about something that's really valuable for your um, for your target market is, is great because straight away they're going to know you when they come in. Out of the presentation, unless you really do badly, they are going to like you and you're going to have an element of trust that... Um, You've built up, built up as part of that that process. There's also so. attention. If you've been sitting up there for a ninety minute talk or forever, you've had their attention. For yes, the, you know, hopefully most of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> as opposed to the ad where you get like a couple of seconds of attention. Yeah, very true. And and if you've done if you've done the presentation right, you've understood what the pain points are for your target market, what their frustrations are, and you've been able to solve some of their problems or at least show them that you are. You've got the solutions for them, um, and you can get them a certain amount of emotion where they they're thinking, yes, if I you know, work with this person, I can see how my life or business is going to be much better. It's going to yeah be a lot better than you know putting a, an ad in the newspaper and spending a whole bunch of money on it, where the likelihood that someone's going to see it. I mean, even anyone who's done some Facebook advertising will you'll see the impressions, and you know, thousands and thousands of impressions, and you might get you know a dozen clicks. Yeah, so, click-through rates are, are terrible, but yeah. at the same time, there's heaps of impressions. So, yeah. That's right. So um, if you can get your target market into a space and give them a lot of value, that's generally a really great way to, to get um, some powerful response from it. So, okay. yeah. I think one of the, the things that people... Getting clear on your marketing outcome, and one of the things I work with my clients on is, is building a marketing machine. So we know that every year we're going to have a certain percentage of, of businesses that return. And based on whatever your profit goals are, that means you're going to need a certain amount of new clients to come into, into your mix. So it's about building a machine that is going to take care of your existing clients, but also to the point where you know it's going to generate new clients for you. So the clients who just finished with me recently, they, they literally, with their business, on a daily basis because of the nature of it can turn on and off Google AdWords to top up top up their marketing machine. Yep. They know what their profit targets are. And to the point that they know for every dollar they invest in their marketing, on average they get four dollars profit once it's been through your PL right to the bottom line. So that's that's the ideal end game you want to get to where you can literally predict what money is going to come out of your marketing machine based on what goes in the front end of it. And so that's when I talk about marketing, the testing and measuring, you need to be a test and measure guru. Because once you've built your machine, then you know that's the biggest challenge for a lot of business owners is 
they don't know how to build it. So yeah. I guess when you turn around and then sell your business, it's Absolutely. going to be your customer list, and if you've got something like that in place in the front end, that's yeah. going to be your goodwill and the value of the business. That's right. Two most valuable assets of your business are, yes, your customer list and then the systems. Because if I'm an investor looking to buy a business, I don't want to have to get involved in it because then it becomes a job. Yep. Whereas if I'm looking at a business that has a marketing machine that has got demonstrable results of um, you know a return on investment, they put you know ten grand in a month and get forty grand back, then it's a bit of a no brainer. Okay, so, excellent. Hmm. Well, I was just remembering as you were talking about the the attention before and the Toyota ad. There's a uh, as I drive home from the, the school each day past uh, Scarborough, there's a sign that says "Snows are clipping" with a phone number on it, just out the front of a house. And so I've seen a sign for about the last six months, and it's been blind to it. Mm. Um, a couple of two, three weeks ago, we got a, a Snows a poodle little puppy. Uh-huh. And so for the last couple of days, driving past the sign, yeah. I've, I've noticed this sign, but it's been there for six months. <laughs> so it's about that you know attention and where your you know, your target market is. And so. that's the thing, you know, the market and individual people within the market are going through different phases of their life. You know, that's a classic example was you drive past it every day and then all of a sudden, you know, you see it because you've got something that you're emotional about. And it's the same with the guys I, I told the story about with the, the business card under the, the windshield. If they hadn't have done, if they hadn't got clear on who their target market was to such a point that they had this list of businesses, they would have walked through that shopping centre car park and never been the wiser about seeing that vehicle there. So. Target, if we look at the elements of marketing, being clear on your target is worth 10 times as much as the quality of the ad that you actually write. The quality is important, but if you've got the target right and you've got a compelling offer for them, you can still have spelling mistakes in your ad and they'll still ring up and, and yeah, get it right. Just make sure you get the phone number right. <laughs> Nothing worse than wrong phone number in an advert. So, yeah, and it happens. Folks put that, yeah, yeah. We actually, our office, we... Vista print for no, it wasn't Vista print. Vista blinds put the wrong number or got the wrong number in the yellow pages. So we got all these calls for Vista blinds on yellow pages. So if you are yellow page advertising, make sure you get the number right because uh, yeah, it can cost you a lot of money in your business. Awesome, Brad. Well, we've covered a bit of ground there, and um, look, a few good tips there, folks. Can you know, at least action this week. If nothing else, just the pad beside the phone mm-hmm. would be the you know something to start. And again, yep. it all just starts with, with one action. Mm-hmm. Um, if people want to you know dive deeper um, or query on some of the things we've spoken about, yep, yep, that's the best place they can uh, find you. Best thing is probably to, to send me a quick email. You can Google me; you'll find me on the internet. But uh, my email address is uh, Brad Flynn, B R A D F L Y N at Action Coach one word dot com so um, that's generally the best place to get hold of me um, and then as a bit of a special offer today uh, what I've got is um, part of the action coach system is we've got a list of over 282 profit building strategies so if anyone's interested on there there is 78 lead generation strategies just a list of them so people if you're interested flick me an email and uh, I can send that back to you and, and uh, I'm sure you'll get plenty of value out of that as well yeah that's an awesome offer and again for the sake of sending an email and if you look if you're listening to this on the actual website itself below this will be a comment section so I'm sure uh, Brad folks leave some comments there absolutely happy to, to answer them there as well so. yep definitely awesome thank you so much Brad I really appreciate that that's great thanks mate. Uh, really yeah. enjoyed talking to you this morning I'll catch you soon cheers thanks for listening to the Redcliffe Marketing Show if you're looking for tips and tricks to market your business better, then catch up with today's guest or head over to redcliffemarketinglabs.com.au.